Ahoy! You're listening to Diffuse Tap with Kenny Estes and Isla Krem. It's an interesting time in crypto with the FTX collapse over the last 48 hours. That's why today's conversation with Max Sherwood, growth manager at Unstoppable Finance, is super timely. We'll be discussing custody, security, and why not your keys, not your crypto is such a truism. Enjoy. All right. Hello, Scotty. Nice to see everybody. Hopefully you had some good conversations in the room. For those of you who are new, here's what you can expect. Here's what's on tap. It's supposed to be a pun, but I always forget about it. This is a weekly event. This is our 128th weekly event, actually. Um, we're going to briefly talk about Diffuse Tap and Diffuse and talk about why we're doing this. We're going to have a 10 or about a 15 minute fireside chat with Mr. Max Sherwood. And then we're going to do two more rounds of breakout rooms, kind of like what you just experienced, but maybe a little more topical. The reason we do this is Diffuse Tap is first and foremost a networking event. About 45 minutes of the hour here with us all together is networking in small groups of four, five, or six. But we do like you to learn a smidge, hence having experts like Mr. Sherwood on to share what they're up to. If you like the networking side of this and are, you know, wanting to do it not virtually, we do have in-person variants from time to time. The next one is on November 28th in Miami with Mr. Scott Mandel as the host. Um, I believe that one, Isla, he's going to be sending out an NFT for everybody who attends. Am I making Yeah, that? there is. No, this is, this is a true thing. It's happening. I do not understand how it works, um, but uh, it's, I think it's in exchange for your, for, for getting a drink. Ah. All right. There you go. You get to drunk and wealthier. You get to drunk and wealthier. Love it. Um, Why do we do this? Because Diffuse is a fund platform heavily focused on digital assets right now. One of our funds is a market neutral. It was originally yield farming. It's starting to look a little more like a prop trading firm. And then the other one is an index fund that we're in the middle of listing here in the US, top 30 assets. Hopefully, that'll be around the turn of the year. We have that bad boy live and running. So if you want to learn anything about either one of those, you know how to get a hold of us. But for now, you're not here to talk to us. You're here to hear. Listen from Mr. Max Sherwood. Max, you've been here before. You know my interests are shit. Would you mind uh, introducing yourself a little bit? Tell us your background and what you're up to. Of course, Kenny. Glad to be back. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Max. Um, So I'm based here in Berlin. I'm a growth manager for Ultimate Money. Um, so we're building, or we have built a, uh, a mobile wallet app. So it's a self-custody wallet, meaning your keys, your coins. Um, and I sometimes jokingly or half jokingly call it the first decent mobile wallet, uh, especially when it comes to DeFi. Cause when I ask people, what's your favorite mobile crypto wallet? Uh, usually no one has a, a ready answer to that question. Cause they've, uh, you know, crypto has been, been mainly a desktop based, activity, especially when it comes to DeFi. Um, I'm sure many of you have experienced the joy of navigating DeFi with MetaMask, which is pretty much what everyone uses at this point. Um, so yeah, Ultimate Money has a team of people who have built, uh, you know, especially here in Europe, some of the the leading fintech and neobank uh, type of applications, you know, Trade Republic, Revolut, um, you know, the equivalent of in the US, what would be something like Robinhood, et cetera. So it's, it's going to be that kind of you know, user experience, um, but it's a, a blockchain native experience. So, you know, we're not holding your your assets. We don't hold your your keys. Um, and especially today in the wake of the whole FTX thing, uh, I think this is a super relevant topic. Um, so happy to be here, although it's kind of a, a sad day. Yeah. Just because he did that, do you mind if I jump in just to go, go on down? Please, what, please go. What, yeah, yeah, go to rabbit hole. Max, what happened? 
what you want to, for the people who aren't aware what happened with FTX, Binance, all that loveliness, Alameda. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'll, I'll try and do the short version, I guess, which is that, you know, FTX and the sister company Alameda, uh, which is a trading firm. So FTX is the exchange. Alameda is the market maker. Um, and it seems that FTX was, you know, a bit too friendly in giving Alameda some loans. Um, and, you know, the collateral may not have been as good uh, as it should have been. And, um, you know, CZ from from Binance uh, was a big holder of that collateral. So this is the FTT token, um, which is FTX's own own token. And uh, CZ basically came out and said that he was, um, you know, going to sell his his massive position of this token. And so, you know, started dropping in price, obviously. Um, and that, you know, I guess that was all it took to to put, um, you know, FTX's uh, kind of solvency into question. And um, I think currently, if you try and withdraw your funds from FTX, you're just told that, you know, the withdrawal is pending. Uh, so it's very much unclear kind of what the financial health of FTX is. Um, Binance has already kind of uh, signed, uh, I don't remember exactly what it is, like a letter of intent or something to to acquire FTX, which, you know, would have been completely unimaginable 48 hours ago. Um, I mean, FTX has been like a very profitable company, um, a great product. I mean, I personally have a lot of crypto assets on there, uh, which are kind of stuck in limbo now. So I'm also qualified to complain from that point of view. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, not not a great time. It's, uh, you know, obviously affected the, the markets as well. And I've seen some some good discussion in the diffuse telegram group here. So I think I'll just leave it there. Awesome. Thank you. That was a very thorough and complete introduction to what's happened. So that's awesome. Um, I'll toss you into the, the other side of things, which is more around the not your keys, not your crypto. So I guess uh, those assets stuck on FTX, so kind of the classic, not my keys, not my crypto problem. Um, could you define what that really means? And what does that phrase stand for in your world? Yeah, so the, the keys are the private keys. Um, most of crypto runs on public private key cryptography, whereby you get a public key, which is like your address, which you can share with other people to make yourself known, but you hold the private key and whoever holds the private key can sign transactions and you know send assets around that are associated with that, that wallet or that address. Um, so your keys, your coins is a very old kind of, um, you know, what, what do we call it? Not a, not a rally cry, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just a piece of, of crypto history, I guess, that's been repeated since the very early days. Um, and, you know, especially among the old Bitcoin community, it was like, definitely, you know, everyone was kind of very much advocating for self-custody. So holding your own keys and you being the only one to have control over your assets. Um, so that's what we call self-custody. Um, I think, you know, it didn't, I guess it lost its, uh, I don't want to say it's importance, but you know, it's, it's something that we didn't hear so much anymore kind of in recent years as we've had better and better uh, centralized, you know, custodial uh, service providers like FTX. Um, I think people started to feel pretty, pretty safe, myself included, um, leaving assets on exchanges and custodians and things. But, um, you know, in May, we saw Celsius and, and Voyager and all of these centralized companies blow up. And a lot of those people, you know, their assets were suspended in limbo. And now we're seeing the same thing happen again with FTX. So I think your keys, your coins is once again, you know, a piece of wisdom that, uh, you know, we should have all paid better attention to, I guess. All right. So let's say um, I'm new to crypto and I like the prices because <laughs> it might be a good buying opportunity, depending on how you view these things. 
what are my options? Like if I want to get into crypto, you mentioned MetaMask, you may mentioned exchanges, like conceptually, like how can I go about actually buying crypto? And in your opinion, what's a, a safe way to do it? And what are some of the pros and cons of the various options? Yeah. So I guess generally speaking, you know, there's a self-custody option where you probably are going to get a seed phrase, you know, you're going to get your private key um, and you're going to be responsible for, for storing it. Usually, you know, you write it down on a piece of paper um, and maybe there's some other backup options um, or you can, you know, make an account on Coinbase or FTX or, or whoever, or even a, a custodian that, you know, specializes in, in holding private keys. Um, and you can kind of on-ramp there and, and have your, your crypto experience there. Um, or you can do a mixture of both. So, you know, on the self-custody front, probably like the thing that most people think of is like a hardware wallet. So like a ledger wallet, um, you know, which is um, kind of one step better than a the hot wallet. So, you know, you can have a wallet on your computer, but it may not be as secure as a cold wallet, which is like a hardware wallet. Um, and, you know, on the service provider front, I guess, you know, custod there are very, I would say, decent custodians out there. Um, I actually used to work at a custodian here in Berlin called Fanoa. Um, and, um, you know, there's kind of various levels of regulation and, and um, you know, standards kind of built into that space as well. So there are a lot of options out there. But, um, yeah, I think self-custody is still a user experience that has a long way to go before it's something that's, you know, very, very easy and and um, also doesn't risk kind of the user, you know, losing their own keys, which is probably a lot more likely to happen than someone actually hacking your your wallet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another question that might be interesting to look at is, uh, is the concept of a wrench hack. So most people, they leave their, uh, they put their little seed phrase on their, um, on, a, on a little paper and they might pop it into a safe. Uh, is, that, is that the way to go about this? Feels like a weak strategy. Is there a better way to keep track of your seed phrase, phrase assuming that you don't want to you don't want to use a centralized service. How do you people solve for this? Yeah, so this is the real problem. So the, the $5 wrench attack is, you know, you go out, you buy a wrench for $5, and then you basically show up at the person's house and you demand them to give you the private key. Uh, it's, you know, the lowest kind of level of attack that you could do. Um, it's very much a real, you know, a real thing, obviously, like, you know, you can, if, if you're keeping your private key at your house, there's all kinds of bad things that could happen, including, you know, your house burning down or, or what have you. Um, so when we, when we talk about self-custody, I mean, it sometimes becomes like a physical security problem. It's just like, basically your private key just becomes, you know, physical object in the real world that you need to keep safe and you need to make sure that, you know, doesn't catch on fire and doesn't get stolen from you or you, you know, don't, your dog doesn't eat it or whatever. Um, so I guess like maybe I can talk about what what ultimate the approach at ultimate is right now. So the like the first step when you go on ultimate wallet, you do get a seed phrase that you can write down on paper, but you also get the option to encrypt it and back it up to Apple iCloud, which is, you know, a fairly kind of basic option. And a lot of people in crypto look at us weird and like, you know, why do you do that? But, you know, we've read that 95% of Apple iCloud accounts are 2FA encrypted. So that's pretty good. Um, and, you know, it's a retail wallet, so it's not meant to have like millions of, of dollars of assets going through it. Um, so we're probably moving past the day and age where people are, you know, keeping their seed phrases on pieces of paper. We're moving towards, 
you know, solutions built on Apple iCloud or, you know, some other competitors have Google Drive as, as a, a piece of this. There's also kind of more sophisticated key sharding technology where, you know, I could hold a key and my lawyer can hold a key and, you know, my my friend can hold a key and two of three of us need to come together and, you know, to restore my key if I lose it or something like that. So there's a there's a lot of options out there. But yeah, I think it's it's actually not always the best option just to keep your seed phrase on a piece of paper in your house or even on a hardware wallet in your house or something like that. Um, so unfortunately there's no, you know, silver bullet for this kind of problem. Custody is a problem that's always existed in crypto and, you know, we've come a long way, but some of those, you know, basic challenges are, are always going to be part of, you know, being your own bank. Um, you're going to have to take security and, uh, custody seriously, I guess. So you mentioned being your own bank, which, uh, kind of segues nicely into a favorite topic around these crypto discussions regulators how do they enter into this is there a lot of clarity there because candidly you know having to split it between your lawyer your accountant and your wife doesn't seem still like the best solution is there a regulatory landscape or a solution coming down the pipe that's going to make it a lot better for everybody or what do you see the future there i mean yeah so this is obviously like a, a big topic to unpack um i think when it comes to custody like, I mean, I guess first things first, like creating a, a public private key pair is just math, right? And it's something that, you know, we've we've been able to do with cryptography for for decades already. Um, and it's not something that you should ever try and prevent any other human from doing. Like, that's just my opinion. Um, if you try, you can't directly regulate or kind of, you know, enforce any behaviors when it comes to creating private keys. So I think people should always be able to create, you know, basically a crypto account and a private key. Um, in terms of regulating custody, um, I think there's definitely, there, there can and should be regulation on the custodial front. Um, so here in Germany, you know, there is such a thing as a custody license from the financial regulator, which, you know, says that you meet a certain standard as a business that, um, you know, other banks and other financial institutions have also met. Um, so that's, that's well and good because, you know, if you're, you know, a hedge fund or something looking for a, a custodial provider. Um, you know, when you see that they're regulated in Germany, that that means something, and you can have confidence in that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's much for the regulator to do when it comes to self custody. I mean, a, a wallet builder like us, you know, we're we're we pretty much exist outside of any real regulation. Um, I mean, we've had kind of hiccups related to the DeFi stuff that we do, but in terms of self custody. You know, I think that always should be, you know, something that's that's left to the individual. I don't think that's something that should ever be touched by regulators directly. Um, so one other question that I might have around kind of your keys, your, uh, not your keys, not your crypto. Um, where do you see this actually going? Because the reality is there, the, the reason we have banks today is because people don't like keeping their money under a mattress. Um, and not everybody's kind of ready to take that level of responsibility. Is do you think it's going to be like an emergence of more reliable centralized parties that we could potentially work with that have completely transparent balance sheets and nothing is hidden and yada yada? Or or what is your how do you imagine the future of the space? Yeah, I think coming back to this FTX thing, and it 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 looks so similar to what happened at 
Voyager and kind of by extension Celsius um, and Three Arrows, which is just that people were lending too 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 much and creating too much leverage on top of customer funds. Um, so you know when you see a balance of one Bitcoin on FTX, I guess what was really happening in the background was you know half of that Bitcoin was being lent to Alameda or something like that. Um, so you know when you see balances on a centralized provider and you can't you know go on a block explorer and actually confirm that that balance is there and it's just your balance and it's not being you know rehypothecated and we're not just kind of recreating fractional reserve banking or something in crypto um you know that's that's a problem so i think this you know you, you talk about transparency and balance sheets and i think that's definitely something that yeah i think probably should happen in terms of certainly custodians and probably also centralized exchanges where they're going to have to kind of um you know prove to the regulator and prove to the customer that those funds are there and they're not uh kind of being lent out or or existing in two places at once um and i don't think any of us expected ftx to be doing this kind of thing but that's obviously not you know not good enough so yeah i can definitely see a future where there's more regulation coming down the pipe in terms of transparency for crypto businesses and, and, you know, proving that the assets are there and that they're not kind of, you know, lending them out or, or, or trying to use, use them for leverage in any way. Um, Circling back to Ray's question here um, from the chat. It seems like the industry is getting more comfortable with MPC types type solutions, or at least multi-sig. He mentioned Fireblocks, Copper, Anchorage here in the States is also a federal custodian um, that has an MPC type solution. Do you see that as kind of the way forward? You can verify your balances at any time. You make sure that they're your own and kind of interoperability between them. Or do you think that fundamentally that is still going to have hack risk and there's weaknesses attached to it? We're talking about MPC versus kind of standard one 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 key one account technology uh, just or? generally custodians that have an apc solution as being the centralized kind of holders of of capital and keys on a, on a go forward basis yeah i mean so i worked at Finoa, which was like a hardware security module based solution um mm -hmm. so mpc is multi-party computation which is yeah like has more to do with with key shards um and you know two of three or three of five kind of setup um i think I even wrote a piece on their blog kind of explaining that they're not necessarily in competition with one another. They're just kind of orthogonal to each other. So they, you know, they, um, I guess they serve different purposes for different people. Um, and I don't know, it might be a little bit into the weeds. Um, but uh, I guess what I can talk about, you know, on the, on the retail front is um, smart wallets. So this is uh, wallets that are actual smart contracts. Um, and you know you don't really hold a private key in the same way as you used to before so ultimate is kind of an old-fashioned externally owned account wallet where you get one private key and you have you know one account basically um and these smart contract wallets the whole ethereum community is is already kind of resoundingly saying like oh this is the future of adoption because it basically unlocks more features but my problem with it is that um, you know, when you hear the Ethereum community kind of presenting this new technology, it, it feels like developers building tools for developers. So when they talk about adoption, they kind of expect everybody to have, you know, multiple hardware wallets, multiple friends that are knowledgeable about crypto who are willing to be your guardians. You know, they talk about social recovery. So, you know, some more 
sophisticated technology like like MPC or smart contract wallets can allow for social recovery or something that resembles a multi-sig. But I don't think that you know more sophisticated technology always renders a, a better solution for the user, a better user experience. Um, and again, that's why like, you know, ultimate's choice just to go with a, a seed phrase and an iCloud backup is is pretty controversial in the space. But I think in terms of the experience that it creates for the user, it's actually, you know, very simple. They're not likely to get turned off by complexity. And also, you know, they're less likely to lose their key, which is, I think, you know, is is the real problem that all of us are kind of worried about. You know, we're less worried about some sophisticated actor kind of hacking your account. We're we're pretty much worried about you know the loser, the 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 user kind of losing their their private key, which happens, I think, way more often than you know actual theft. I hope that answers yeah. the question. It does. Thank you. And I especially liked your comment about the developers making tools for developers, which let's be honest, they're not really thinking about risks. I think that's a lot of what's going on right now is where the rubber hits the road, um, and it stops being developers for developers and actually institutions and and serious money flowing through it. But with that said. This is a largely networking event, so we're going to do another breakout room. Max, you've been around, so you know, in between breakout rooms, we always ask the same question, which is tell us the future, what's coming down the pipe. So feel free to have a little think about that. But a couple of housekeeping items for the breakout room. One, it's networking, not pitching, and also be kind. We do not do a full participant list with contact information. So if you want to connect with anybody you meet in a breakout room, swap details then and there, or, or and or, Join our Telegram group, introduce yourself. It's particularly good for networking and making connections and, well, increasingly talking all things crypto, including all of the FTX drama that's been unfolding over the last couple of days. Isla? Yep, I will pop you into rooms right now. We're ready to roll. We'll be there with another five, six people. Um, quick question. Uh, I usually give you guys a topic, but uh, maybe I'll let uh, someone else nominate a topic for once. Uh, Max, do you want to nominate a topic that people should talk about in the breakout rooms? You kind of put me on the spot here. Um, yeah, I think most people will end up talking about FTX any, anyway. So permission, permission to talk drama. Okay, I'll put you <laughs> into rooms now. We'll see you back here in ten minutes. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, you had good convos. Apparently, we're we're shortening words for no reason now. Max, as always, as warned, please tell us the future. And this is super open ended. You can talk about any element of the future in crypto that you would like to. Yeah, in our breakout, we we were just thinking about like the future of self custody. Is it going to get more popular over time, or is it going to happen all at once? I think, you know, the answer that we came to there, which I agree with, was that we, we just need better, better products and you know a better user experience, generally speaking. And you know that happens slowly over time. And I think, I think you know, ultimate. I mean, the kind of the unique uh, features around ultimate are are related to DeFi, which we haven't touched on too much today. But um, you know, I think ultimate is a good example of of a product that you know, kind of abstracts away as much complexity as possible and, you know, brings us kind of one step closer to a future where people are doing self-custody. Um, and there's a lot of solutions out there. You know, I mentioned some of these smart contract wallets. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams building things where you can kind of have a very web two experience where you log in with a email and password, but actually in the background, it's creating a wallet for you. And um, so there's definitely, there's definitely a lot of people thinking about this problem. And I think it happens slowly over time. And I think it's down to, you know, the product managers and the people that really know design and user experience and understand the pain points in the industry and with existing products. Um, and then I guess as, you know, sad it is to say like these events like FTX, maybe, will accelerate people's uh, understanding of the fact that, you know, 
in crypto, the only, you know, the only person you can and should trust is yourself, I guess. And, you know, I mean, like we said in the make in the breakout room, that was kind of the original uh, thing that made crypto unique was you can create a, a public private key pair for yourself and you can custody your own assets and you, you know, you can plug into the blockchain just on the internet without anyone, anyone's permission. And all of us, you know, can interact with each other on a, on a money protocol. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe we've just kind of strayed too far from that really basic, uh, you know, original kind of thing that made Bitcoin unique. Um, mm. So, yeah, the future happens one day at a time, but today and yesterday was a big day. <laughs> it's fascinating hearing your your vision of the future, which is around better tooling and, and better risk management from the community versus a lot of people, certainly ones coming out of TradFi would argue that actually the future is you're going to regulate the hell out of it and you're going to lose a lot of that core value prop. So I don't know what that is, but I will say if anybody's looking for alpha, and this is 100% not investing advice. If Alameda Research does blow up and get liquidated, uh, all of their holdings are going to get pushed down pretty significantly. Surprisingly easy to find wallet addresses for Alameda Research. You can see which tokens, including Solana, which is a chat there in the uh, the chat about how much we think this is actually going to hurt. But Isla, do you want to do another breakout room? Yeah. Uh, maybe the question here is what should you short next uh, if you can? Turns out shorting is not that easy, actually, on all the centralized exchanges. It's a big deal to... Get that off the ground. But if you can't short, what should you short? I'll pop you into rooms now. We'll see you back here in 10 minutes. Julio, let's do a little rippity wrap up and we'll let you out of here right on the time. So hold on, I have a slide for this. Bingo. Yep. This is a weekly event, as I said at the top. Next time, we're talking DeFi funds, strategies, and trends. DeFi yields are in the toilet. Um, certainly the simple stuff you could do for the last two years. So what's next is really the question there. As a reminder, we do have in-person versions of this event. Um, we've already talked about the one in Miami on the 28th. And if I'm reading that right, it says the next one, there's also one on January 12th in the new year in San Francisco. So if you're in that neck of the woods, come check it out. Do join the Telegram group. Introduce yourself. Ask for something networks, networking in particular. Myla, talking points I missed? You are all good. I think we covered everything. Um... Keep watching the drama and uh, thank you for all commenting and engaging in the Telegram channel. It's fun to hear people's views on this. All right. And Max, what do you want to plug? Anything at all? Where people, can people find you? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, with the Ultimate Wallet launched just two or three days ago. So we're still like very happy to hear people's feedback and experiences using it. Um, the website is ultimate.money. Um, and if you're on iPhone, you can also just find it in the App Store. Um, if you're in the US, you might not have the same experience as people in other countries, but we're working on that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, super happy to like listen to your feedback. You know, we're definitely like taking a user centric approach. Um, I'll drop my email and telegram, like in the telegram group. So yeah, feel free to reach out with me or reach out to me rather. Um, and yeah, thanks Isla and Kenny for, for hosting this. It's always great. Um, you know, I think to use a crypto parlance, I think we're all going to make it. But, um, you know, this is definitely a, a sad day in crypto. So um, it's it's been great to chat with all of you and kind of, you know, help, uh, you know, feel like we're we're moving in this together. Thank you so much. Thank you. And on that upbeat note, uh, thank you, everybody, for coming. And we'll see you uh, same time next week. Have yourself a great one. It doesn't work without all, all y'all. All right. And thank you, Max, again.
That's all, folks. Hope you learned something new. If you join us on Zoom every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central, you can also network with other fascinating alternative investors from all over the world in small groups of four or five. Learn more on our website at www.diffusefunds.com. Until next time. 